With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. McWilliams Cyberline. Host 2020 at Cyber-9.com. Facebook.com slash Cyberline. At Tweety, Cyberline USA. Cyberdashline.com. Let's do us live. Scroll down a little bit. You'll also see all the places to go via the uh, podcast and everything else. And social media is Arena. Amy Lynn taking care of that for us. So for some reason, I don't know why I thought Artemis was going to be on the pad leaving today. But no, 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 no. No, once they uh, once they decided that they couldn't do it, they decided, okay, the first half of September is out. And... Out. Yep. Then they moved it on. But uh, after just uh, the article, NASA themselves, they go on to say, after disconnecting the ground and rocket side plates on the interface called a quick disconnect uh, for the liquid hydrogen fuel line feed, uh, teams have replaced the seals on the Space Launch System's rocket's core stage associated with the liquid hydrogen leak detected during the Artemis 1 launch attempt September 3rd. Wow, that is a run-on sentence. Mm-hmm. Woo! And people okay. at NASA need to get some proofreading. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was a that was all one sentence. I'm looking; it was one commas, long, comma separated, but man, one long one sentence. Long I don't wanna, tank, do not uh, want to read that one again. Both the eight-inch line used to fill and drain liquid hydrogen from the core stage and the four-inch bleed line used to redirect some of the propellant during tanking operations were removed and replaced this week. Um, coming up, technicians will reconnect the umbilical plates and perform inspections over the weekend before preparing for a tanking demonstration as soon as Saturday, September 17. This demonstration will allow engineers to check the new seals under cryogenic or super cold conditions as expected on launch day and before proceeding to the next launch attempt. During the operation, teams will practice loading liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen in the rocket's core stage and interim cryogenic propulsion stage and getting to a stable replenished state for both propellants. Teams will confirm the leak has been repaired and also perform the kickstart bleed test and a pre-pressurization test, which will validate the ground and flight hardware and software systems can perform the necessary functions required to thermally uh, condition the engines for flight. Following the test, teams will evaluate the data along with plans for the next launch opportunity. And 
next launch opportunity. I could go on, but you know, that was a long, a lot of long sentences. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, next launch opportunity is going to be around September 23rd. Two hour launch window opens 647 AM. Uh, and that would mean if it does take off, then it would land on October 18. Uh, if we don't make that window, September 27 is got a 70 minute launch window. It opens Boy, at 11, 11.37 a.m. Um, and landing on November 5th. Okay. So, a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of NASA, I just thought of something. What? Uh, Monday will be the anniversary of the uh, speech that JFK gave oh. at Rice University. Uh-huh. And these known as the, we chose to go mm-hmm. to the moon. Not because it's easy, but because it is hot. Because it is, you got to get that Bostonian H in there. Because right. it is hot, we chose yeah. to go to the moon. So uh, they are doing this big to do at Rice University on the field where Kennedy gave the speech. Oh, nice! And so if you have the NASA Channel app on your streaming device, like Roku and others, uh, you will be able to go in there. And if you go to the NASA website, if you don't have a streaming device, mm-hmm. you'll still be able to watch it. There will be information there. Uh, they'll tell you when they're going to start. and have all these dignitaries there uh, talking about stuff and commemorating the anniversary. Well, you said it was, uh, what was the anniversary? The, uh, of the 50th? Of the, yeah, I think it's the 60th. 60th, 60th anniversary. 60th anniversary yeah, of that. It was, wow. Because he was assassinated in 63. So this would have yes. been 62. Right. So this is about almost a year before he was gone. And he had that little land there that says, you know, all these things. And one of them, he says, why does Rice play TCU? I don't know, but we choose to go to the moon. And <laughs> he rolled right into it. And of course it was famous and they did their damnedest to get it, it there. really. Yeah. I mean, that portion, you, you, I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, the, those are the things that you do really that make a president great. You know, yeah. it, it's something that will, that does live on forever, that outlasts, clearly it outlasts, well, I mean, it, it's lived beyond his passing. Right. So it's it's wonderful. We're going to remember that. And and frankly, it led to NASA. Yep. The Apollo missions landing on the moon. It started this whole domino effect, I guess, for lack of a better term, yep. to where this thing, cascading effect maybe, this thing led to this, led to this, led to this. And then all of a sudden, everything stalled for so long. Yeah, uh, that was under Nixon, unfortunately. Well, but, we uh, did have the, uh, we didn't go back to the moon, but we did have the space shuttles up there. Yeah, we were lucky to have a space shuttle up there because Nixon canceled the Apollo program and he was going to, he was going to cancel everything space. Uh-huh. And a bunch of them got on and said, dude, it's already in the drawing board. We already have stuff being made. And he's like, all right, fine. And so the shuttle went on after Nixon. But they were determined to shut everything down. There probably wouldn't even be a NASA if Nixon had his way. Right. They figured, well, that's done. Move on. So uh, go to NASA.gov, and you can probably do a search like we choose to go to the moon. You'll see all of the information and all the dignitaries there, and I'll give you the time. I want to say it's – I have to go back and look at the time. I'll post it on Facebook. But I'm thinking 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm thinking maybe 11 o'clock. Okay, and what date you say? Uh, it'll be Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. Okay. So um, but, I'll have it up there and be able to be able to find it. But this Artemis mission going back to the moon and it's going to set up everything for being able to go and 
And hopefully, you know, they're, they've detected there's areas on the moon that have water. And if they can, you know, they'll land, they'll start building structures. They're not, not with this mission, but this is the first, yeah. first uh, mission that's going to, uh, to lay the groundwork for doing this. Get on the moon, test everything out, and get back. Yes. And somewhere there is the gateway. Which they're uh, going to build. You mean Gateway to Mars? No, no, no. The, the oh. little miniature space station that they're going to have around the moon. Oh, got it's it. Kind of as a hopping place in case of rescue and things like that. I'll tell you, there was a show a long time ago called Alien Worlds. It was mm-hmm. a radio play in the 70s. And it was about a, a group kind of like the Federation. And they had a observatory over Earth, which is the Arthur C. Clarke Space Station. Mm-hmm. And I had always thought with the ISS, hey, that'd be a great name. But they went with ISS. So I would like to see this miniature space station be the Arthur C. Clarke Lunar Station. Well, that would be wonderful. I, I, I'd i love to see it. But, you know, think about this, too. You've also got shows, Space 1999. Yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> we're way past that. And if the, uh, and, you know, Space Nine, if you think about it, that should have been where we were at yeah. in 1999. Eagles that can fly. But they stopped the whole program and didn't go back to the moon. And That's what they should call the landers. What? After Space 1999, they can call them Eagle Landers. Eagle Landers. Well, they look the they, same. But, they, yeah. They've got the Eagles landed, so they were, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure they can repeat the name. I think, I think that would be a, a neat little tip of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep the nuclear waste off the But if we, if we can get up there and we start building, because that's the whole thing about this. Why do you go to the moon? Because it's an interim step. The gravity is lighter. Right. If you can build facilities up there and... If you can find the resources on the moon, and I hope that that's what we can do, if we can find the resources on the moon to where we can actually build things there, you know, uh, build the structures first and use resources from the moon, use the lunar, I don't know if you can use the lunar dust or lunar rock or if there's well, what is available. They've grown stuff in it. Hmm? They've grown stuff in lunar lunar soil. Have they? Yeah, I've seen it. There's a, There's been experiments that they've had at uh, at Johnson. Did they have to bring, you know, do you have to bring uh, earth um, materials up there? Do you have to have biomaterial in there already in order to to get the nutrients? They they used to have a whole section on Skylab Mm -hmm. and all of this, and there was a place where they actually had a moon rock where you could touch it, and then it started getting finger oil and everything on it, and so they kind of pulled the rocks back. You can't see them anymore. But they had an area where they were showing them growing vegetables in lunar soil. And of course, you know that whole thing with the Martian—they're growing potatoes, sure, in Martian soil and everything. So Martian was a great movie. Yeah, and and lunar soil is not too different. They have certain components between the Earth and lunar soil, and they were actually growing vegetables in a tray in lunar soil. And you know, for anyone out there that's not seen The Martian and you're interested in space travel, space flight, it's a good movie. Now it is fiction. Yeah. But uh, it's a great movie just to see um, what they did and and the 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 guy you know he's he's always he sciences the heck out of everything and the the goal of that would well, you know he's uh, trapped on Mars and it goes from there at the very beginning of the movie he's like uh, he's there on a, on Mars by himself but because, basically the moon's going to be our sandbox yeah it's going to test be there. everything and then move out 
It is. It's going to be the first place we start and we start looking at all the different details on how to get there. If we can if we can build, especially if we can mine things on the moon to where if we can get the, I don't know, can we get iron? Can we get um, tin? Can we get everything that's needed to make uh, steel? We need to make right. any of the, I don't know, ceramics or any of the things. Are we able to forge everything up there? Yeah, because less can. things we have to take with us, that's less we can Yeah, and that's, that's the rust. deal. I mean, trying to get out of Earth orbit is very difficult. It takes a lot of energy, and you, if you look, every time you see a rocket go off and you're seeing all of the, everything that's expelled out of that, that is a ton of energy it takes to get these things up there. If you do it on the moon, you do not have near uh, the re energy requirements to get something up there. So I'm going to shift gears on you, huh. and you want to talk about the uh, Garmin watch. Yeah, the Garmin watch. Ooh, um, did I bring that up? The the Garmin watch, you know, they kind of did this whole thing. They they did a little throwdown waiting for the, um, where is it? I got that story over here, right? Almost. Is that it? That it? Nope. There it is. Okay. They started throwing some tweets out. And basically, you've got the Apple Watch that's out there. Apple Watch, they're touting the number of hours that this Apple Watch, oh, yeah, it's uh, we've got always on uh, on the Apple Watch, and it stays there. It's great. But then you're looking at the Enduro 2 they've got out there from Garmin. And Garmin, this Enduro 2, they had a number of different things that really it just blows everything away as far as how long the watch will stay charged. And it starts, if you keep going for up to 150 hours of battery life in GPS mode, and that's different than just having the, um, having your watch not in GPS, you know, if it's trying to honest, if it's trying to determine from satellites all the time, exactly how and where it is, right. 150 hours is very impressive. My battery, you know, I've got my uh, Fitbit, and it doesn't do near that. Now, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. If I've got it in GPS mode, um, it still lasts for oh, a number of hours. But I usually don't use the GPS on that. I use the one on my phone, right? and I just go from there. So I'm not actually doing the isolated um, GPS on the device itself. I just use the phone uh, to determine where I'm at. Uh, but they've got uh, they've got a neat feature in there also called solar power provides best uh, class battery life. So you know you're even looking at solar power providing some of the battery life. Hey. How about that's pretty slick on there. Um, get up to 34 days of battery life in smartwatch mode with additional 12 days when solar charging uh, for an uninterrupted picture of your health and fitness. And up to 150, as we said a minute ago, hours in GPS mode with solar charging to track the performance of your race. And let me see if we got that other tweet. Yeah, here's the tweet itself. is is kind of a chuckle because the way they uh, the way they phrased it. Okay, we measure battery life in months, not hours. <laughs> so that's how they threw it down. And then we went through and we saw, like I said, lots of different details on how long the uh, the Garmin watch will last compared to uh, the Apple watch. There you go. That's good. So, got the Garmin watch, got the Apple watch, all these watches. Uh -huh. And I, I like Garmin. I've, I've had their GPSs for quite a while. Oh, right. I'll I had one of the convertible because it didn't have GPS. I, I love them. 
they well, make a very good product. Yeah, but between the two, whether you get whichever one you get, these these smartwatches are fantastic. I more than anything, I use mine to monitor my sleep anymore. Uh, actually, I do two things. I've got the sense uh, on mine, and I monitor my sleep. But it's also, you know, I'm getting on there in age. So guess what uh-huh. I do? Every now and then, I'm uh, I use this EKG, the ECG on there. Yeah. It uh, will tell me that that's the Apple Watch. Uh, this was the Fitbit. Fitbit, okay. Uh, Apple's got the same feature in there, but it'll monitor and it, it'll tell you. I, I'll kick it on, and it says whether or not my I've got normal heart rhythm. Well, I was going to say something, but real quick. Remember when Rush first got his and it did the EKG and all that? Uh-huh. And he'd bang his fist on the desk, and it thought that he keeled over. <laughs> kind of like a thud. Hopefully they fix that problem since then. I hope so. All right, we come back. We're going to talk about Michigan and its little problem. It's the Nuclear Cyberlight. William Cyberline with you. I ain't going to give you all the stuff right now because it's the end of the show. Um, wow. Uh, from the department of, you really should have done your proofreading. You know, it's, it's hard to do stuff with um, trying to get people into college. And marketing in 2022 is increasingly difficult. Between traditional media and emerging ones like social and streaming platforms, there's never been more competition for attention spans. That kind of advertising bind isn't only felt by big retailers, you know. Large public colleges face the same challenges. And Central Michigan University is a good example. And CMU quite literally can't afford to lose any more marketing efficiency. Get this. In 2010, CMU's enrollment stood at 28,389. Mm-hmm. Pretty healthy. In 2021... Now, mind you, this is, you know, your COVID. That number has declined to 15,465, a 45% downturn. 45%. Gone. Went to other colleges. So CMU went from Michigan's fourth largest public university in 2012 to seventh largest last year. The school has hemorrhaged students, putting heightened priority on its recruiting efforts. So that's probably why Central Michigan's marketing team came up with this brilliant idea of sending out keyboard stickers for students to place over the letters C, M, and U. Central Michigan University. There you go, yeah. Look at their keyboards and go, hey, I need to sign up for that place. And they're putting it on their computers and their laptops. Seems like a simple but effective marketing idea, right? (laughs) Yeah. And one that would expose the CMU brand to a ton of eyeballs and maybe, maybe even a few young people who are trying to figure out where they want to go to college. Well, there's just this one little problem. Looks great on paper, mind you, but the letters C, M, and U don't appear in the same order on keyboards. So if you're looking at your keyboard from the left to the right, you see the shift key and you see the space key and you see C, V, B, M, N. And of course, there's your C, which you put your sticker on. And then you've got uh, M down on the farther end. And way up top between the Y and the I, you have the U. So looking from the left to the right across your keyboard, the letters spell out something Totally different. Oh, it, They no. actually spell out the Central University of Michigan. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to go there, didn't you? Oh, no. No, because no, I don't no. want a phone call from your mother. That's no, why I didn't go there. No, 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 no. However, you will see the picture <laughs> on Twitter. So, uh, Reddit CFB, Central Michigan, sent out stickers, quote, for your keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was old.reddit.com slash r slash, well, that suck. Then <laughs> another one came back. And uh, somebody took the same thing and said, ooh, marketing malfunction or intentional? Apparently, they decided to print a bulk load before trying one set of stickers prior to printing them in mass. Fan analysis stats. Either way, they were premature in their release. <laughs> okay. Chris Miller. Oh, boy. Why are my keys stuck? Mm-hmm. And then the best one... <laughs> It's this guy, he's wearing one of these puffy orange uh, jackets, and he's got his head bowed down in his hand like, no, 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 no. And it says Central Michigan University, right? And he said, no, 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 no. And then the other one says Central University of Michigan. He's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, so it's obviously not the kind of attention the folks at CMU were trying to earn. But all publicity is good publicity, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, if there's one surefire way to reach today's youth, it's definitely through memes. There you go. <laughs> so, how many people can be pledging to Central University of Michigan? Boy. We had a similar problem back in radio because our station was KTLR. Uh-huh. And people were writing in their books, KTER, which is the competition AM down the road. Uh-huh. And they got a huge spike at night at KTER from those books. But there's one slight problem. Hmm. KTER was a daytimer. Oh. <laughs> Who's listening at night when you're off the air? Yet they sure. had all these people. So before I go, I just want to say one thing. Uh, Big Doc, if you're out there listening, uh, make sure the coffee's hot and it's good. And maybe it's even Alaskan. And until then, hashtag KOKO. There's the McWilliams Cyberline. He's Video Bob. We'll see you next week. Good night. <laughs>